You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we are so excited. We are interviewing Beck Michaels, author of the Guardians of the Maiden series. Um, say hi, Beck. Hi. We are so excited to have her on and just pick your brain about this amazing world that you've built. And yeah, but before we get into that, Celine, do you want to read the intro we have for her? Yeah. So here's just a little bit of background about Beck Michaels. She's super cool. She's been working on the Guardian series since she was 15 years old. So quite some time. She'd like to believe her characters exist in some tangible dimension, even if it's only in her imagination. I understand. I put on the Hogwarts ambiance music and I'm like, no, it's really there. Hogwarts (laughs) is real. Guardians series is real. We're we're fine. For her, the best books are the ones with characters that pull on your heartstrings. certain ones in your books do <laughs> oh, oh, oh. um therefore she's always looking for ways to collect tears from her readers that's cruel thanks for hurting us <laughs> besides writing by the way pause in her second book she apologized in her dedication to the readers and then apologized again being like this is what the next book is Good luck. <laughs> besides writing Never she runs a publishing company you pluma press and design company whimsy book cover graphics she lives in indiana with her husband and two children and just spends most of her time reading and daydreaming of adventures in faraway lands love that one of the things that we absolutely love about beck's books is the fact that she creates these incredibly imaginative worlds that you really feel like you can get lost in in fact sometimes i will say if you want to read her books and you should because they're amazing really give yourself time to get lost in the world you don't want to be doing it while you're trying to like travel or handle a bunch of kids you want to sit there at night with the covers on flashlight on really reading her books in order to feel how absolutely real her worlds are they she feel also creates, yeah so, go ahead. oh i'm sorry i'm like they feel so timeless like it just wow. feels like such a timeless fantasy oh yeah her writing style is really really beautiful and evocative and evocative is that the word i don't know <laughs> evocative <Okay>. provocative <laughs> no that's not the right word <laughs> it evokes so great good. meaning it, it feels very good um <laughs> but also she just is a really talented person and she also has this background in design and stuff like that I think she has so much to teach us a little bit about publishing mm-hmm. book covers there's so many questions we have and we are so lucky to have you on thank you so much for coming on Beck oh stop you're making me blush <laughs> I love it you want to quickly just um summarize spoiler and everything will be spoiler free until the last five minutes um but do you want to quickly summarize the Guardians of the Maiden series if somebody has not read it uh long story short it's just this naive girl from this little village in the middle of nowhere she has this mission to destroy a demon <laughs> and she brings about this group of unconventional people who also want to help her get there so i don't know how to house better to put it that way if you like <laughs> that is it really like, yeah it feels a lot like i will say if you like lord of the rings and like found family and experiencing really really cool powers it reminds me a lot of like akatar and black witch meets lord of the rings that's kind of how i imagine mm-hmm. the series it feels really good <laughs> i could see that yeah i like that yeah. okay Let's just jump right into the questions. Okay, so the first question, the most obvious one. I We would love to know how this amazing story came to you. Like I know we've been mentioned before, like you've mentioned that Lord of the Rings has really inspired you. And so 
We just want to know everything. Yeah, like, well, it came back, that movie came out, what, like, early 2000s, so I was still a teenager back then, and I was just, I loved the movie so much, I loved the adventure that they went on, and I wanted to experience that too, you know, but of course, (laughs) I was never going to have that, and never have my, (laughs) my own Legolas, but, you know, I just, I loved it so much, so, like, um, of course, that reality is not possible, right? But it doesn't stop me from dreaming about it. And I, I remember the precise moment when it, like, the idea started. I was just, like, in my math class and, like, super bored out of my mind and just doodling in my planner. And Diana said hello. Like, she just popped up in my head. And I'm like, who are you, basically? And went from there, you know, I just wanted, she had a mission on this island. I didn't know what yet, but I knew she had a werewolf cousin, this her little angel friend and I'm like okay how did you guys meet like what what how did that start it like who are you like I have to ask myself these questions too you know and then I did slowly they start telling me their story you know and then once they started figuring out who they were and where they were going then I got to go on the adventure with them yeah the next thing I knew I had I had 10 notebooks full (laughs) with their story (laughs) oh my gosh that is amazing I was going to say when a couple of times you've mentioned this, I think a little bit off the record, but also here, you said you went on that adventure with them. I would love to hear that. It sounds to me like a little bit of your writing process. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd love for you to kind of explore a little bit when you meet, when you say I went along that adventure with him, what, like what in your mind kind of does it feel like? Does it feel like you're staying your first perspective? Like I'm, I'm so interested because I do kind of feel that way when I'm, when I'm writing, but I wanted to like, it's cool to hear a writer, like discuss it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm basically like the little pervert over the shoulders, just watching him do everything. <laughs> Sorry, they're how we came out. We <laughs> need a better explanation. I'm just there keeping them company while they're going on this adventure. Um, I honestly, I'm a pantser. So like there's people that like to outline and plan their books. I like to pants everything and just let it come out because that's like the best type of writing for me that's where I really really enjoy it because I have no idea what's going to happen on the page right so I just let it flow out and then just you know let my fingers go like it's literally just coming out as I write it and I have no idea what's going to happen in the next paragraph I just keep writing and I let it go and that is like the absolute best writing for me anyway I love it when that happens and now with um that happened when I first started writing the series. I didn't know where it was going. I just started writing and just let, let them tell me what happened. And, um, but now, of course, now that I do know what happens, it's not as fun as it was that first time. You know, and I have to <laughs> properly plan everything because I, I know I know that, um, well, when I first wrote the notebooks, like everything that's in the notebooks, I wrote it from A to Z. So like it's those whole notebooks have the whole story. Wow. So there's like, it's one huge story arc one's huge story plotline right and of course that doesn't work today right with normal with regular novels so each one has its own um plot now that I have to split them up and um so that caused a lot of like changes you know like in the (laughs) in the original story like I not a lot of people know this okay I think keep in mind I wrote this when I was a teenager okay no no I was a lot more you know innocent naive back then but anyway uh Cassiel 
the, the whole slow burn. I know a lot of people were like going crazy with that slow burn. They said it's it was burning too slow back. I'm sorry, but in the original, Cassiel actually didn't really confess his feelings until the end. <laughs> oh, so wow. a lot of people like I when I when I was writing this now, I'm like, okay, no one is going to put up with that. Cassiel <laughs> needs to speed this up, buddy. So what's cool is we- like even in the first book even though he didn't like it, you know, there wasn't like fireworks and, you know, because Anna, when she was like, you need to read this book, it's slow burn romance, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I was like, why? And it's because like all the time, they think about each other constantly. Like anybody that's trying to think like, actually I was taking notes on your book. A lot of times I'll read books and I'll be like, what is this author really good at? And like, how can I adapt it to my writing? You know? And one of the things that I really love is that they really spend a lot of time. He's like, why am I changing? What's, why am I, why do I care about her? Why this is so her? annoying. Why do I feel so protective over her? What the heck? This is so dumb. And like the whole time I'm just in there like, <laughs> suck it. You're like, oh, <laughs> so like, even though it, you're saying it's slow burn, like I didn't feel like that. I was more like, <laughs> he likes it. It so was much. a rewarding slow burn <laughs> because I felt like their relationship is so authentic because of it. So, but I do, I will say no one is complaining. <laughs> that you did make them get to, you know, you, you yeah. sped it up a little bit. <laughs> complaints. I had to, I had to have it in, in, in book two, but yeah, yeah no, in, in the original, he was very, very like in denial, didn't want to admit his feelings. She, she already knew what she wanted. Oh. And uh, but he was just very like, no, I can't. Larry, you know how the whole how he has this whole oh, self like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so moody. Like, no, love this him. is not gonna work. <laughs> I love that. Like at the beginning of the second book he like flies off and like, he's so mad and moody. He like goes off. He's like, I just have to go to the atmosphere because I'm so mad. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just need to fall and feel weightless because I have so many burdens. And I just sit there like, oh my gosh, Cassie. <laughs> he's a boy in his feels. It's fine. Um, based well, on like, that question, yeah. I actually have never asked, I've never asked anybody this before, but I think you can handle this so well. Once, because obviously in the second book, there's like that love that's like initiated and told and stuff. But then you have like a whole third book coming, right? So how do you keep the love interesting and like coming through throughout? You know what I mean? Like when you have that third book and how do you kind of build that? Because obviously, you know, the end of the second book, but like. One answer, conflict. <laughs> I'm so yeah. scared of adding conflict. <laughs> my, I just finished my first draft and I'm entering my second book because I'm writing a murder mystery and I want to make sure it like checks each yeah. other. You know what I mean? But their second mm-hmm. book, I'm like, but they're together. How do I make that interesting without, you know what I mean? So like, do you have any recommendations for conflict that, because their relationship's so pure, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's always going to be outside problems, right? So either um, problem with like their mission or where they got to go, you know, their their place in society, you know, right now. So right now the current problem is they're separated, right? So that's one problem. And then, um, then the next problem, I'm trying not to get this. Next problem is basically, you know, their position. You know, Cassiel is a celestial and she is a human. And then they also have different ranks. So like there's a lot of like conflicts, little things like that that can bring a problem forward. Cause I now remember, I can't remember, I think it was Avatar actually, where I remember readers were saying that they loved um the whole tension of Feyre and Rice, Rice, Rice getting together. But then once they were together and they got boring because they were, you know, happily ever after, but they still have problems, other problems, but with each other, 
they were, they were perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't remember myself. Okay. So I, I, I kept that in mind for whenever I do my couples is that just because they're together doesn't mean everything's perfect. Right. At least not until the end. Yeah. And that's true in life too. It's like, yeah. you know, I would literally die for my husband, but like, could he pick the socks off before? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that insight on that. Yeah, I, like, realized, I was like, that's a big problem. I think I'm struggling with is just making sure that the relationship feels, feels like it's still growing. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let it get, let it get messy. I know it's so hard because we, we are, there are babies, right? We want yeah. them to be perfect and to appear perfect to the reader. But something that my editor tells me is like, don't be afraid to let them um, make mistakes. You know, they're, 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 they're human, you know, they're yeah. going to make mistakes and it's okay. And that's like, that's, that's the fun pe- thing about them as a character, you know? Yeah. It's fun to read their arcs and how they come together. Okay. So we would also love to know what did the process look like for building out your world? Like, was it always going to be as expansive as it is? Because you basically have every race in fantasy imaginable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Lord of the Rings already set the bar for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I want all the fantasy creatures yes, please. <laughs> and every race and culture that I could think of that was inspired by, you know, the real world would for us anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I I'll take everything. a vampire or I'll take a werewolf and I'll take a celestial being thank you <laughs> yeah Give me you know I, I I was just so I really really wanted um well I think Zav was inspired by whole twilight thing so I wanted werewolves but then I was I did pause at first I'm like is werewolves like okay and like epic fantasy <laughs> Because like that's not really seen, right? Consensus but, um... is yes. The consensus is yes. <laughs> After reading your books, we agree. Yes. <laughs> I made it work somehow. <laughs> Very well. You were my first fallen angel book, and I'm so glad oh. you were. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Mm. We appreciate um, you were not her first. <laughs> You're not my first. I like that is something I loved reading when I was younger, but it's not really written anymore. So I came across your books and I was like, oh yes, please. Thank you. I'll take eight more. Did you say you <laughs> no? I called Anna. After I started the book and I was like, Anna, you got me to read a fallen angel book. And she was like, okay. So when the feather dropped, I got visible chills. <laughs> and I called me and she was screaming. She was I like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pure yeah, chef. I mean, like a little red. I just like <laughs> totally just called Anna out. I was like, you love fallen angel <laughs> Sorry, Matt, keep Listen, going. I love the trip and I won't be ashamed of it. It's the best. It's the best. And Anna's literally bringing you, well, it's okay. Beck, Beck's writing it and Anna's promoting it and we will get Fallen Angel books back. <laughs> vampires are coming back. Let's bring back the Fallen Angels. <laughs> well, vamp, actually, Vampires is really funny because we have that in Bonded Fate. And I remember I had another reader that was excited. She's like, you have minotaurs in this book. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, are we going to have vampires? I was like, I don't know if we will. I mean, that's interesting. Does does vampires also work in epic fantasy? And then she gave me the idea for the Nightwalkers. So they ended up in Bonded Vate. And she's like, I want to be credited in the book for that. I'm like, okay, totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fine. You you deserve it. Yes, we will bring them in there somehow. Make it work. <laughs> okay, that is freaking awesome. Okay, now let's talk about the fact that I am obsessed with Danalia. I love that you broke the traditional mold of the female warrior main character. Like that's such a trope right now. And we love it. We love a, you know, a girl who can kick anyone's butt, but Dinah, she is unapologetically soft and loving, but we see those as such strengths. Where did you get inspiration for her? 
Um, well, if you read manga, <laughs> she was inspired by Toru from Fruits Basket. So she was like very, you know, very okay. sweet. Like the, the this character was very sweet, but she had a way of drawing everyone to her. Even, you know, people, characters that were very harsh and didn't want anything to do with her. She somehow ended up getting all of them to love her because of the way that she is, how she compassionate she is. And she has her own darkness in her, but it doesn't like really like change how sweet and gentle she is, you know, but you see it and you, you like understand that part, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, that's where um, she came from. Cause I really, I really wanted like a sweet character. And back then when I wrote her, this whole um, badass female was not a thing yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why, why she was just like the sweet, um, gentle girl. And also I thought about it. If I was in a fantasy world, there's no way I would be, you know, a badass no. <laughs> I would probably be afraid and out of my mind and probably die within the first <laughs> chapter but you know so <laughs> I wanted it to be real you know and it's something to, that for it to be realistic and for and to show how much Dinah changes because this journey this journey is a long one and basically mm -hmm. takes them the whole span of the year and um so we see her start out as this you know frail afraid naive girl and we get to see her grow throughout the whole books, you know, because they, they all wanted a badass in the beginning. I got a lot of reviews, like complaints about that. I was like, I'm sorry, this is just really? who she is. But uh, we will see that, I promise. We will see her grow and to be a formidable person that um, a lot of people can cheer for. But right now she's got to grow, you know, she has to go through all of that and learn to stand on her own feet. I love that. And I feel like her vulnerability becomes such, it's always been such a strength and it's been a force multiple times. It's been the reason why they've almost died. And it's been the reason why they've been saved <laughs> like yes, both yes. times. And like that vulnerability, it, it's interesting to see the, the pros and cons of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like where your strengths are, your weaknesses so, so deeply, you know, and it's really cool how, how you created it. I don't get to see a lot of that journey before it. And it's really interesting to to watch that in fact there are a couple times where I was like she's so perfect like, <laughs> like how do I do this but I thought like but it's not she's just she has just such a big open heart and that's that's why everybody wants to protect her because mm -hmm. she is she has that she has that pure soul you know that that guardians are just like I would do anything to protect her and you yeah. couldn't have that with like a character that doesn't earn it and she's mm -hmm. earned it over and over and over again um and it's so satisfying the journey you're giving us like I love seeing her train and become strong especially with her powers like we know that there's obviously more to it than at first glance yes. <laughs> right so I just think that's oof, very satisfying yeah I love that I love being like there's a lot of times where I'll mention something that just doesn't seem important, but it's, it is important. <laughs> and I like to like, you know, add, there's like depths to everything, you know, and it's, um, she, her powers are really are important and we get to see those grow with her as well. And yeah, like I, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that happen and for the readers to finally see her. Yeah. Become... Same. I'm so excited. <laughs> when you describe okay. her and okay. One of my favorite scenes um, in book like the book two, it's the very beginning is when a certain sorceress is using her magic. And she talks about how, like, I felt like I was like watching a movie. It was like wind, like blows behind her and like her, <laughs> the sky crackles and stuff. Yeah. When you um, describe like the use of magic, especially, you know, with everybody's different magics, what was it? What's it like writing those scenes? Do you feel that magic? How does it come from your brain? Do you sit there and kind of think about systems of magic? Like, I'd love to just discuss 
especially with Dina's like journey with magic and discovering everything, what, what's been, what's magic like for you? You know what I mean? Like that's such a core part. <laughs> yeah. Well I, well, I had to think about the rules, right? So I can't just, you just can't have magic without consequences. I remember Beta mm-hmm. telling to me, you can't have magic without consequences. There has got to be, got to be a rule and a structure to how everything works. So I had to decide, okay, where does it come from? And um, how do they use it? So like the elves and the mages, like they could both cast the same spell, but they cast it differently, right? So the elves automatically get their, um, their they feel their magic from nature and mages, they just get it from their own life source. So there's a limit to it, right? So they can't use it all at once, so they die. <laughs> or, but I mean, that's, that's mostly where it comes from. And whenever I'm writing these scenes, like I try to think about how does it feel for me to see it? Like my, my main, of course, my main inspiration of always the Marvel movies, I love, love Scarlet Witch. So I'm thinking about how they're moving and how would I describe that? And um, how does it look, you know? So I really, really, really love, love those movies as well. So there's a lot of inspiration there for the magic and watching how it all works, you know, just watching it from the sidelines because Dinah's the one watching right now versus mm-hmm. it being Lucena. Because we, we were going to have, um, originally that chapter was from Lucena's point of view, but I'm like, it, I think it works better having Dinah watch because then the reader gets to watch versus, yeah. you know what I mean and I feel like you get more of an expanded view of the whole thing versus just Lucena throwing magic left and right right so yeah you just really got to think about what fits better for the scene and how to describe it to the reader so they understand you know what's happening and how it looks oh I love that that's really good insight and that's a really smart thing to do okay <laughs> yeah. so I have to talk about Zev. I just need to know about Zev. But before we talk about Zev, we, I just want to say that your characters feel so multifaceted and we get to know everyone so deeply and understand their wants and flaws. Like every character that okay. we're Okay, <laughs> Anna's not okay. I just I'm not okay it. with Zev and I just need to know about him, okay? <laughs> she can't even get this question. She's like, is Zev good? Is, is she- Zev okay? <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that, how did your process look for you know giving these characters the backstories that they have do they come in the first draft the second and then you can also answer if Zev is okay because I'm worried about him he's my <laughs> like <laughs> Anna loves him Anna loves him so much he <laughs> sent us those pic- those thirst trap photos in the dms <laughs> it cemented it really <laughs> uh gosh my god um I I knew from the beginning when I very first started, I knew that Dinah was going to be the sweet, you know, innocent, gentle one. And I also knew that Cassiel was going to be the Mr. Grumpy. And there was a reason for that, too, as, as related to where her inspiration came from. We'll get back to that. <laughs> and then um, and then we had Zev. Originally, his name was Zed because I wanted him to be very, like, calming. Because even though he's got a lot of, like, anger issues, he's trying his best to be the gentle giant, right? So his originally his name was Zen. Uh, but yeah, so that's how I saw him as someone who tries to stay in control of his temper and um, tries to stay calm because on the inside, he's not calm, right? He's got all that, the madness going on. And and because also because werewolves, at least in my story, they have their emotion, they feel everything so strongly. So he tries to stay in control of that. But then, I mean, it kind of, we're, we're seeing him a little break out of that, of course, in book two, how he's starting to react more and you see his his uh, his uh, anger coming out more. Um, and then Lucena, I knew that Lucena was going to be a hothead. 
Oh, she is. Because <laughs> she's been in, con- like, she's been controlled her whole life. So now that she's free, she's like, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. And no one's going to tell me different, basically. And then Ron, of course, Ron, my Ron, inspired by Legolas, of course. But I wanted him to be like the very, like the wise one, you know, the con- the, 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 the voice of reason and the leader, because he's older. And then also just, you know, <laughs> poor Ron. He, he spent 20 years by himself. And now he's got this big group of people with all these, you know, crazy personalities and he's got to learn how to manage all of them and how to uh, make sure they survive. He's very much the middleman. Like whenever a conflict arises, he's like, let's think about this clearly, everybody. Like, please (laughs) calm down. Yeah. We all thought he was an old man. To be fair, I never did. (laughs) I thought he was because I listened to the audiobook of it and the audiobook like made him sound old, which by the way, the audiobook is great because Cass the accents. Wow, ships. Cass, he has an he has a Scottish accent and it is wait, or mm-hmm. British? British yeah. well, Cassius is supposed to be kind of like like Anglo-Saxon. So he's he's like the has that a little bit of that British in there, but um the celestials are their culture is inspired by like the Hebrew culture. So we have the little bit of that. tinge of that accent that's supposed to come from there and then Vaughn and everyone who's from North Azure has the Scottish accent supposed to have that but I mean I I didn't want it like super heavy. What about Dina's accent? Is that more like Eastern like Asian inspired? Uh, Dina's is supposed to be um, British so hers and Zeb's British. That makes more sense. Yeah. My brain's like let's just fast forward through all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah yeah. No, yeah. so what I'm hearing too, though, is you're saying that you kind of gave each of them a trait and then kind of explored the qualities within each of those mm-hmm. traits to kind of help grow and develop their characters. Is that what yeah. you're kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really smart. And honestly, yeah. I think I make my characters very complicated. And I think if I could, at least with my side characters, you know what I mean? I'm like, they're so like, whatever. But if you start off with the main trait first, you know, like Hermione is academic, but she's also courageous, you know? Yeah, kind of go through and and grow them yeah. out of those traits, and that's that is great advice that I definitely <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, and then I you have to think about like how we are as we we're talking about accents right now. When we think about in terms of how they talk, you know, so Dina, if you read her sentences, are very like long and flowery, and Cass is very short and blunt, right? Yeah, and then Zev's he focuses on senses, so he's always paying attention to sounds and smells and whatnot and um so yeah so there's, there's that <laughs> then Vaughn's always about like information like what's going on yes and stuff like that yeah so that, I really that, like I, Vaughn you what I really you like Vaughn well, like, in the first book I just thought it was really cool how you you know he's supposed to be this villainous not good guy obviously the second book you know but the first book like wow like the way that you make he you can see that he cares about people and I've never seen it's very very it's good inspiration for me when I have very like, intricate yeah complicated yeah. Mm-hmm. well that, that I can tell you've happy. read this book since you were 16 I can tell that you put <laughs> a lot into this book <laughs> thank you I'm actually it makes me really happy to hear you say that because Vaughn gets a lot of hate <laughs> Not a lot of people understand. Not a great guy. He's no, no, and the things that <laughs> he's, he's complicated. Done... He, I, yeah, no. From what, just like my thoughts on him, is that he is very traditionally, and he holds the values close to his core, even though he's kind of warring with them a little bit. And so I'm honestly, I'm very excited to see what happens in book three. But he know. was given so many opportunities, like in the first book, to run. 
you know, and he was given, but for him, like his core values, like you said, in a like, honor, he, like he's like, he has to honor the commitment, even though the, the person that, he has, that he's yeah. working for isn't an honorable person, you know, and yeah. oftentimes he's doing these horrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. No, he, I don't he, love, he, you know, the things that happen, but like, <laughs> I, I, the first book I was like, I admire this, the, like the depth of this character. And I'm, I, you don't get that a lot in books. You don't get to see a lot of those kind of yeah, things. And that's why he, we wanted to talk to you about things. Like he's because- a complicated guy. Like he mm-hmm. he's, has his reasons, you know, like he doesn't want to do what he's doing, but he feels like he has to. And he, so he's chained to Tarn in more, way, more, more ways than one. And then um, he's been, he's hinted at a little bit of the reason why in book two, but um, I think that might be why, because we, really, we don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Juan is doing what he's doing you know we just yeah. know that he's just being stubborn and won't walk away from his slavery and he's been tarn slave for years that since he was 18 so he's in his 30s now <laughs> so yeah he just feels like he's stuck in this life and um but we'll find out in book three why, why that actually is really that. good to know i'm so excited i've literally been yeah. like what are you doing, sir? What are you doing, sir? <laughs> what are you doing, sir? Why? 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 So this is good. I'm glad there's like a like a good reason. Cause I'm yes. like, that's good. Cause you know how you you just like say you're in doing a habit and you're doing it for years, even though you know you should stop, like you're just used to doing it, right? So it's just part of your life at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we totally see that with him. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like so excited and nervous. Like uh. Zev. Anyways, we can get into like the more spoilery questions. Oh, I at, forgot to you know. mention Zev. Right, Zev, yeah, right now Zev is okay. <laughs> yes, and I needed to hear breath. that. <laughs> I needed to hear that. <laughs> you haven't been able to take a breath since you finished the second book. No, I haven't. Okay. okay. When people are listening to this, a lot of times they're interested in understanding how the publishing journey works. And in past episodes, we've discussed like, you know, you find an agent and you query with them, but what were some like obstacles and victories that you had that you'd love to like share with someone who's really looking to gain some insight or advice? Um, my God, there's so much. I remember, <laughs> you can, I remember looking you at my husband one day in the kitchen and thinking about this whole thing. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, just so you know. And he's like, that gives me a lot of confidence. <laughs> you, I mean, it's a learning curve. I feel like I'm, I'm still learning every day for how to do this because it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, when I first started drafting Divine Blood, um, I had that whole, okay, well, I want to be on the shelves too. I want to be in Barnes and Noble one day, but I didn't have like an official like publishing plan at that point yet when I first started drafting I just told myself eventually one day but then I'm like okay well um when is that going to be because then you you say you're going to do one thing and then you never do it right so I have a I have a friend who um from high school who also was writing and um she's like yeah I'm gonna write a book one day and um that day's gone and passed (laughs) so I was like okay when are you gonna do it though so you just got you gotta make that plan right and um go for it. So when I decided I'm going to publish, I briefly considered traditional publishing and considered querying and all that and getting an agent. But then um, I'm like, like this series is so close to my heart. I, and I'm such a control freak. I was like, I cannot (laughs) give this to a publisher. It's mine. And I wanted to present it in a certain way. And um, all of 
if there's anything comes out of it, I want that to go to me, you know, cause I worked so hard on it. Yeah. So, um, I didn't, I didn't get an agent. I didn't do querying at all. I just immediately decided I'm going to self-publish. So then I just started to do research on how all that worked and, um, looked at other indies to see how they were doing it. And then just tried my best to figure it out from there. Um, while I was drafting the one thing that I think is really, really important that I tell uh, writers is to find your group, okay? Get your little posse, make your friends that are in the same, um, have the same interests as you as that are also writers because you're gonna learn from them and they're gonna learn from you. You're gonna grow together and have that support because um, I feel like writing is also kind of a lonely type of job because it's, it's mm-hmm. just something that you do by yourself, right? Unless of course you're co-writing, but otherwise you're by yourself and you're trying, you're figuring it out how all this if all this works and how your book works. And sometimes it, it it's a good thing to have someone who understands all of that and then you can bounce ideas off of because I mean, family doesn't always understand that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For one time, I let my husband read a draft and he had no idea what was going on. I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is your thing. <laughs> You know, so I started um, finding like critique groups on Facebook and that's how I started. Um, that's how I met my critique partner. I had beta readers and um, I, beta reading is also a really important part of the process because you need you need to put your book through the ringer. I think I think Divine Blood had like 20 drafts before it got published you know it has to go through it has to go through all of it so kind of like whole diamond in the rough thing you know it's like this old lumpy rock and you got to beat it up a few times before it turns into a diamond right so um once you got all that done you got all your editing done you have your editor find a good editor find a good cover designer and then decide um oh of course you're gonna need money so you need the money for all of that uh, once you've saved up or have a good amount of money and, and um, you're ready, then you can decide where you want to publish and what pa- what platforms you want to use. So yeah, well, I had to learn all that. It yeah. was it was fun. <laughs> a lot of work, honestly. Yes, it's a lot, a lot yeah. of work, a lot of stress. But I mean, I feel like if you love what you do, then it's not it's not it's not like a it's not a burden, right? Yeah. No, that's that. inspiring. That's inspiring to hear. Thank you. And I think like, it's really cool that you chose the self-publishing route because I feel like, like we have so much to learn. Like, I feel like we need to have you on and just give us so much advice at that point. Cause that's so cool that you, that you went that route. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. That's freaking awesome. You go, girl. <laughs> Giving us inspiration. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I have a question for you. So the bond between Cassiel and Dinah is pure. It's so good. Chef's kiss amazing it's steamy while also beautiful you built their relationship up (laughs) you you built up their relationship so well with the ups and downs and I'd love to know how their story unfolded for you well so how I said that um back to how I said how Dinah was inspired from by Toru from Fruits Basket well her love interest in that series was a guy named Kyo and he's the grumpy one, you know, he hated everyone <laughs> and didn't want anyone touching to him or talking to him. And so that's was that was like, okay, I'm like, okay, I need to have that. I need to have Cassiel and Dida. There's the grumpy sunshine duo. And um, this other character that Cassiel's inspired by, he was also rejected by his family and then everybody hated who he was because of what he was. And um, that's how Cassiel was born. 
So, and then also, of course, in the same series, you know, Kyo is all about Toru. So I'm like, okay, Kath is all about Dinah too. <laughs> Kyo, he's the cat, right? Yes, the cat. Yes. Yes. So can you see it now? You see their personality? Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally see the parallel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we even had, uh, I think I had a reader submitted character art for them too. Because once I, I mentioned that, so I can remember, I think it was I mentioned in a Q&A as well, that that's where they were inspired from. And she had sent me over some uh, character art of them. Oh my I gosh. I can find that for you. Because I was just like, that's just, that's just beautiful. Amazing. Just to see that, that, see that come to pass. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's where they came from. Let's see if I can find it. <sighs> They're so fun. They, mm, pure chef's kiss. But I just have to like, this isn't really a spoiler because we've talked about this on our stories a ton. Um, the tavern, the end scene was giving, <laughs> giving life. It was great character <laughs> development for both of them. And it, like, it was really a spot for Cassiel to be like, oh my gosh, like I've, I've been an idiot. I can't believe I've been acting this way this whole time. Mm, it was great. So we love it. We love to see it. <laughs> me just thanking you for that. <laughs> for what was it for the for the scene in book two? Because there was yes. two end scenes. There are. Yeah. So it was a scene in book two. Oh my gosh! And then you have the next morning when oof chaos, <laughs> pure chaos happens. <laughs> we love a little chaos in our books. They make us happy. Yes. Happy. I just had I just had to have that in there. And that was from the original story, actually. And I'm like, do I want to put this in there? Because this is a little funny, but it just it, it the betas were like, keep it. We need to keep. Please, this it's I'm so glad you did. <laughs> God bless those betas. God bless those betas. We love it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, go ahead, Anna. I have one like question that I, you can't even answer, but I just have to bring it up because I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't. <laughs> is Vaughn going to turn into a guardian? Because I know that... Wait, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler. From, I mean, this point on, from this point on, it's a spoiler chat. Anna can't even hold herself back. I can't she hold myself back. Okay, from now on, if you have not read this series, shut off, shut it off. Turn off the car. Never, like, stop cleaning. Anna's going to go off. Okay, go. Go, okay. Anna. Because Dinah hasn't found all of the Guardians yet. They She only has, like, Cassiel, Zev, Ron, Lucina, and she needs two more. So yeah. I know you really can't spoil this, but you maybe give us, like, a, something to look forward to in book three. <laughs> I Yeah, I get, I get asked this a lot, so... I mean, I can't outright say yes or no just yet, but I mean, if you think, if you're reading the books and you're paying attention, you'll, you'll have your answer. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> mm. We had to read along the lines, but yeah. So um, I think Anna read or, along the lines. I think yeah. that's what's or yeah. you can uh, read Shattered Souls and find out. <laughs> I'm literally so excited. Okay. Can you tell us about Shattered Souls? Like when is the release date? What can we look forward yeah. to that? Hit us up. Uh, so Shatter Souls is releasing August 30th. That's my birthday, by the way. So yeah. for my birthday, everybody oh, needs to go out and buy that book. <laughs> it'll be a perfect gift for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and I call it, I'm buying it for you. We're going to get it signed. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be long. My goodness. This book is long. It's mm, uh, It has three parts. <laughs> That's how long it is. So mm. I'm excited. It's the my longest book yet. And um, so much happens. My gosh, it's just, I mean, all of my books, a lot of stuff happens in all of my books, but I feel like they go through so much in each one and grow from each one. And um, yeah, things are going to get crazy. The third one. Yes. We are so excited. Everyone needs to add this to their list 
pre-order it, please right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and right now it's a good time to, uh, start the series or catch up on the series uh, divine yeah. blood is free on amazon right now and bonded fate is on sale for 199 it's all the way up until the end of the week so, oh my gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> where can we find you like where can everybody go on and you're like in indiana that you're like, <laughs> don't come um, here please <laughs> you're like, please, uh, my i have children leave me alone um i have a gun um yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> not no so it's like let me just hold on <laughs> We're on the internet. We're on the internet. Can people find you and support you and love on you and stuff like that? Well, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok. I have only oh, have a reader group on Facebook. So like all the readers can come by and get extra content from me and take part in polls and, you know, get all those extra bits and stuff. I have a street team. You want to join that as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You can find me. Yeah. Find me on my website. Awesome. And I know you just announced the Chronicles of Urn, which is all about the legends that are mentioned in the Guardian series. And each is going to be a standalone romance. There's going to be four books to that. We literally, you're giving us, like, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm a giver. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. So that the first book is going to be about the Ice Phoenix. And that one's going to come out in the spring of next year. Ooh, okay. Yes. Very exciting. So we will keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. And then thank you just again, so much for coming on. We really appreciate being able to pick your brain. You were so insightful. Thank you for everything. You're the best pick. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> see you next Thanks week. Thanks for having me guys. Bye. Bye.